What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. What's up? We are here with you. We are here. We are here. What's that from? What movie is that from? I don't know. When you said that, it just popped into my head. Is it Toy Story? The Aliens? We are here. We are here. (laughs) That's Horton. Horton Hears a Who. (laughs) Oh, my. You know, the Corvers be rolling through Disney movies and (laughs) DreamWorks movies and whatever else is up there. Anyways, I'm we, off we, track. We are what here. were we, we saying? We are here. We're we here. We're here to do Matthew 13. It's Friday, baby. <laughs> Let's go. So Matthew's talking a Let's lot of parables go. here. Jesus is talking a lot of parables. Matthew is telling us about him, about gardening. We got gardening mm-hmm. and um, yeah, parable of the net, parable of uh, Lots of treasure. really ordinary things that he yeah. uses to teach about godly things. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what Clark's going to share a little bit about what stuck out to him and then i'm going to share a little bit about what stuck out to me and that's it so i think right off the bat just the first couple verses of this chapter stuck out to me the parable of the sower this is something that for me at least i've read many times and if i had to give you my own translation just so we're on the same page what jesus tells a story and basically he's the the point of the story is the gospel is preached some people reject it the gospel is preached some people seemingly accept it but then later on quote unquote fall away or reject it. Mm. And then the gospel's preached and some people accept it and it's great. That's really what he's getting at with the seed scattered on soil, on rocky ground, it's stolen, it's snatched away, and some soil takes mm. root. That that's when the gospel is fully accepted and roots are developed. And so we've done a podcast on this before, but there's a common question is can someone lose their faith or can someone fall away? From their faith, and so we did a podcast on that a couple months ago. If you want to follow up on that one, feel free to go back and listen. But the question's no, you cannot lose your faith. If you have your faith, God's secured it, the Holy Spirit's done it, signed and sealed and delivered it. This parable is one of the parables that people go back to to explain that. Now, what stood out to me today that's kind of more of a fresh word, I would say, is verse 21 when Jesus is talking about like why some people fall away and uh. Verse 21 says, Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation and persecution arises on account of the word, immediately Mm. he falls away. And that was just a really helpful reminder for me that the word is the living word, Jesus, and the written word in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And when we stick to a relationship with Christ and we follow him, we're a disciple and apprentice. We, We follow the way of Jesus. And then when we live out his teaching in the word, it's going to ruffle feathers. Hmm. And and for some people, when the tension comes, some people are going to hit eject and abandon and say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's getting too hard. It's causing relational tension. It's causing conflict in my family. Right. Where again, Jesus has actually guaranteed that will happen. It's saying, <laughs> would you, God, God, by your grace, would you allow these roots to grow deep? And I'm looking mm-hmm. in our kitchen right now and... Bobby's got these things called propagators. And, uh, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. They're like these glass bases that are on our wall, and Bobby cut some leaves off of plants that are in our backyard in our house, and she sticks them <laughs> in this glass base, this water, and you watch the roots develop, and eventually you can then take those and go plant them somewhere else, and they become their own plant. But it's, it's fascinating scientific. that over time, 
to watch these roots just growing deeper and deeper into the water and the plants develop. And my prayer is just, God, when persecution arises and tribulation comes on account of the word, you, Jesus, and your scriptures, by your grace, give us the courage, the bravery, and the wherewithal just to hold our ground, to speak truth, and to speak truth graciously, Mm -hmm. and to know the scriptures, to know like what we believe and why, to actually have conviction. And so... That's my prayer. Mm -hmm. And this whole passage is all the Holy Spirit's work, and it's all God's grace. And that just leads me to my knees and praying for myself, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. you, Bobby, for our kids, for our family and friends. God, help your word and the roots to grow deep. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, one thing you mentioned too is like Paul's prayers often sound Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, God, would you enlighten our hearts? Would you open our eyes? Because Jesus says that in these parables. He's saying, um, you know, blessed are you because you have ears and you've heard. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that's echoed again in Paul too later on when he says that, you know, we want to hear and receive. And so actually a quick distinction. So you said this parable is talking about people who, you know, have accepted and have fallen away. That's not the same thing as losing your faith. So someone who's accepted and fallen away, that's somebody who's professing with their mouth, but not, they haven't believed with their heart. And so, because that's what distinction you were talking about is this parable saying like the, people who don't have roots haven't accepted with their heart. And so that's the distinction. Cause then, then you went in to explain, can someone lose their faith? No. Correct. Because yep. they have the roots. They have accepted with their heart. They've. Yeah. And, and people cannot fall away. That's right. right. Yeah. And then that kind of led me to another kind of verse, first Corinthians three, six, Paul's teaching. And he says in, in this whole process, God gives us different roles in the scattering mm-hmm. of the seed. And, and he's talking about some scatter the seed and some water the seed. And then God provides light. Like Apollos does this, I do that. Mm-hmm. And so just find joy in, in that we have different roles in this process. Some of us are to you know scatter the seed. Some people are praying from afar and some people need to come in and they're the closers, like baseball, saying, <laughs> hey, like, will you accept Jesus baseball. Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yeah, congrats to the Dodgers. And the Dodger fans out there, we were cheering, we're Dodger fans. We did not light off fireworks. We did not light off fireworks, but the rest of Paramount <laughs> did, and they didn't wake up our kids. So praise God for that. Mm. But when you think about baseball, there's different roles. You yeah, have guys I really that know come up, but like well. when, when you're when you're batting and you're on offense, sometimes you got to bunt to get a guy from first to second. Some guys are trying mm-hmm. to get a single just to get movement throughout the bases. Some guys get up and they're like, my one purpose is to hit a homer. I'm swinging for the fences, so I'm going to strike <laughs> out or this baby's going 400 feet. Like there are these roles, and I feel like the same is true with the seeds and scattering seed and watering. Sometimes right. you got to just give space and just gentle invites or even just God bless you. And then sometimes you got to come in and put some heat on. And like, hey, what do you think about Jesus? And hmm. have you considered accepting him as your Lord and Savior? Just this last week, and I'll transition to you, Bob, but oh, one, a guy in my group's done a fantastic job scattering seed with people that he trains. He, he's a professional trainer, helps athletes work out. And after a while, this one dude's like, this is pretty cool that you have this group of accountability. You have these guys that hold each other accountable. Can I come check it out? So this dude shows up at our group last week, not a Christian, um, pretty cool. And, and we just <laughs> met him right where he's at and just talked to him about sports, his family, we talked about working out. We talked about other connecting points that were common things like Dave Ramsey. He knew who Dave Ramsey was. Mm. But the point is we didn't like lay it on him like, hey, dude, you need to accept Jesus tonight. <laughs> but but we welcomed him. We met him where he was at. And my hope is that in time, you know, some more ske- seed was scattered. Right. Maybe the dude in my group is going to continue to water that. And, and maybe this guy moves away and some Christian in Portland or something is the one that right, by God's later. grace mm-hmm. uses him to come to Christ. But mm. anyways... The seed, that's what stood out to me. Bobby, that's what stood out to you? Awesome. That's so good. 
Mine's not really as elaborate, folks. So uh, I, that sometimes happens when we're sharing around the table, too. Mine will just be like, oh, this verse was good. Okay, yeah. God bless you. What, what and, verses I'm encouraged. are you looking at? So I'm actually all the way at the end of the chapter. I'm going to read verses 54 through 57. This is about Jesus when he's in his hometown. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? They asked, isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this, isn't his mother's name Mary? And aren't his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Aren't all of his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. <laughs> and I, what stuck out to me was, is kind of two categories, how these folks um, in Jesus' hometown are relating to Jesus as God. But then even another way you could look at this is, is how we as people just relate to other people sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, so Jesus is coming into his hometown and um, it sounds like these people, and and I'm going to go ahead and say, because Jesus past has told us that he often comes into places and will heal and will drive out demons and will teach that that could have been something that would happen here. Later in the verses you read, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he's coming mm-hmm. um, and right away, people listen to what he's saying and realize, wow, this is something really special. But then instead of focusing and seeing what's happening right in front of them. They just go to what they know in his past, which wasn't, we don't think it was bad. He was the Messiah. So he lived a sinless life, but still. So listen to those comments. Oh, isn't this the carpenter's son? Yeah. Isn't this, you know, there's all these, these kind of rumors and backstory. Wasn't, wasn't Mary pregnant before she was with Joseph? Is, and maybe Joseph is dead, dead already. That's why in verse 55, isn't this the carpenter's son? Why don't they refer to him as Joseph? Maybe he's gone already. Anyway, and so I feel like an encouragement for just how we people relate to other people, an encouragement for me in this today was just because you knew someone doesn't mean you know them now today. And so often, um, you know, we might hear like, oh, I knew that person from high school or, oh, we went to college for a couple years. Mm -hmm. But or there's so many ways that you could phrase that. And I just want to encourage you, um, we, if you're not doing life with someone on a day-to-day basis, if you're not seeing, like Clark said, the ski, the seed scattering, if you're not watering the seed, then you don't know where they're at. So let's give people some benefit of the doubt and some grace in the moment for how we're relating to them. Um, so that way uh, we can actually see them for who they are right now, not for who they were, you know, 10 years ago, four years ago, a week ago, who knows what the Lord is doing. And so a funny story that this just kind of Holy Spirit lifted for me was actually between like my eighth grade and freshman year. Um, I grew like five inches one summer. Ouch. It was. Those are real. (laughs) Yeah. And anyway, I, uh, my hair was a lot longer after that summer and it was curly and I, um, switched. I didn't have glasses anymore. I started wearing contacts. I remember literally going to school and I had shot up. I was so tall. I had curly long hair and I was wearing contacts. And some people, I swear, I had just seen them in May. And in August, they didn't even recognize me. <laughs> so they're like, oh, oh, Bo- Bobby. Hey, yeah. hey. And so I think that's just an encouragement for how we were relating to other people today is see them for who they are right in front of you. Don't try to bring up who they were in the past because yeah. who knows what the Lord's been doing. And the same by God's grace is true in our lives too. Um, that's something that we get to walk in and being Christians is saying, oh my goodness, thank you God for continuing to work your grace in my life and helping me learn and walk in your ways. And then as we continue to walk our days until they're, they're 
know more? Would you continue to transform me in your mm-hmm. likeness? Um, so that was one category, people relating to other people. And then Clark, actually, you were as we were processing this, you kind of brought up a great point, too, is this is actually a good picture of people relating to God, too. Yeah. I, I just thought that these people had a, such a familiarity with Jesus and his family that they boxed him up and didn't even allow the option of him being anything else right. than the carpenter's son. And so my prayer in this just quickly was, God, help me not to become too familiar with you mm-hmm. that I put you in a box and I just say, here's who God is. Here's what God can do, period. That's it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would be confused if I was these neighbors too. Like, wait a second. We saw this guy like making chairs for 30 years and now he's telling us he's God. Yeah, but Jesus, he really is God. But in that, I'm like, God, help me not to become too familiar with you that I don't give you the space to be you and do new things. Right. Well, even, I mean, your grandparents would say this too, you know, Grandpa Corva just turned 90 years old and he's continuing to experience the Lord afresh and anew and oh, he's yeah. 90. And so God continues to reveal himself. Yeah. Um, and we're so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's all we got. Thanks for hopping on and another great week of life, podcasts, work, kids, you fill in the blank. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.